Good morning, and welcome back to Margin. This morning, we're going to talk about how to manage your finances in your 20s. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So looking at benchmark number two, when it comes to saving and investing, you will need to look at how you can limit your spending in order to increase your available funds that could go towards your emergency fund or investing in your future. Although this is still mostly a defense approach, this benchmark focuses on looking at what you are saving for and having a systematic plan to save for that specifically. So how I would like to approach this is looking at what would likely be your two largest expenses, your housing and your transportation. So in the last episode's example, I was referencing Lucas and his situation. In his case, he is saving to pay cash for a home, by the age or between the age of 23 and 25, he will then be able to house hack his first home until he gets married. And then he will be able to use that property as a rental, providing him passive income until he moves into a larger home at that point. Now, how many 23 year olds or 23 year old to be actually own their own homes, much less own their own homes outright, much less someone who's twice their age. Typically people get a 30 year mortgage And it takes them until around retirement age in order to get that paid off. But according to the United States Census Bureau, about one third of Americans who own a home own it free and clear. So as in it's paid in full, that's 37.3% to be exact, while 62.7% actually do carry a mortgage. So look at how you can limit your housing outlay for your housing expenses. Look at it from a standpoint of the season of life that you're in, especially in a time of life that you probably have more flexibility in where you live and the conditions that you live in. Now, I'm not saying that you go become a slumlord or you go um, buy a house in the hood or something like that, but being actually intentional about buying or renting a house that then you can be intentional about the use for that place. Now look at how you may be able to accomplish this by either renting a place and subletting the spaces within that place or setting a savings goal for a down payment on a house that then you can find roommates and house hack. But this expense alone can save you hundreds, if not thousands per month, attributing to a great opportunity to save and invest allowing you to save and invest intentionally over that time. Now, typically the second largest expense, aside from schooling and any kind of costs associated to that during this season of life, is your transportation. I use transportation as a zero-sum game. And what I mean by that is I set it up to where you purchase a vehicle with margin involved so that you are purchasing below Uh, trade-in value, and you are making any associated improvements that it needs, and then you're able to structure it in a way where that vehicle can be either something you break even 
on by the time you go to sell it or is an income producer. Now you may be thinking, how could that be an income producer? But there's a number of different ways. You could buy the vehicle and drive Uber or Lyft to provide an income from that standpoint. You could use it as a transportation service for other people to help transport them accordingly. Or you could simply use an app like Turo to rent your vehicle and to make an income that way. But always looking at both of these large expenses from a standpoint of how you can limit the costs or even eliminate the cost so that then you're set up to save and invest even more over the course of a single year than most people can. Now, okay, so now that you have intentionality looked at both your housing and your transportation from both of those standpoints, now you have some margin between what's coming in and what's going back out. Now, what do you do with that margin? Assuming that you have built your emergency fund which will put a buffer between you and life and you and life events in the event that you have a layoff or a health issue or an unexpected event. Otherwise, you will then want to look at investing. So for most situations, I typically recommend investing in a Roth IRA. This is an investment umbrella of sorts that has you pay the tax up front. And, and in order to do that, that allows you to have tax-free growth and enjoy tax-free growth. Now, this is especially helpful being that you are being taxed at what most would assume and consider the lowest tra- tax bracket of your life. Uh, then you are able to draw from this account after the age of 59 and a half with no penalties or tax. Now, the contribution limit is currently sitting at $6,000 per year. This periodically changes, so you want to make sure that you uh, check the uh, contribution limits uh, based on the year to, to ensure that that is correct uh, for the given year that you're applying that those funds for. Now, the contribution you make post-tax then grows with compound interest. This meaning that if you take a portion of what you're earning during college and you place that intentionally in a fund where you can experience a net growth of let's say 8%, you will have just shy of six digits sitting in that account with only depositing that 6,000 per year at the age of 30, so 10 years out. So assuming that you are investing that for 10 years, you'll have just shy of six digits in that account in order for that to continue its compounding uh, over the years to come until you actually retire and need to to utilize those funds. So I believe that so much can be accomplished in your personal finances and your journey by starting early. We saw this firsthand with putting a $6,000 deposit per year in your Roth IRA over a 10-year period. But even if it is seemingly small steps or avoiding setbacks, being intentional to limit or eliminate your housing and transportation costs is a really great start. But taking a step further and actually going through the process of using a resource like a Roth IRA and opening an account will ensure that you are able to take advantage of compound interest and that compound interest working in your favor. Now, I believe that this benchmark and these three areas will continue a process of not only improving your personal finance picture, but also 
will, more importantly, create and build upon habits. Now, you may have heard this saying that youth is wasted on the young. So my encouragement to you is to be countercultural, to give yourself a head start, to take these three benchmarks and put them in play. See how they work out. And if you don't like them, you can try the, the, the path of least resistance, the path that most people take. So my call to action today is to use your time wisely in order to build systems into your life that will prevent you from wasting this time, this precious time that you have. So look at the benchmarks of saving and investing and apply it to ensure that your future self is proud of the decisions your present self makes today. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.